your browser on a skip it's IE Firefox Chrome Safari. So get on it. Get on the Crystal Show right now. I am Crystal Hickerson and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show. There's too many free meals out here, folks. Hey, look, let me pick something. I want the cheddar biscuits, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to be cool, it's going to be nice, we're going to talk, we're going to get real down and dirty. Hi guys, my name's Bessie, you're on the Crystal Show. Yeah, I didn't call for you to make fun of me, I, 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 I had a problem. I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you, and a little bit at you. People say, well, don't talk about religion and politics. I say, right. yes, talk about it, talk about it, because what do you want to go to, a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't like her. I mean, how how old are we, what grade are we in? One man, American, crime, wave. Because the feds knew. Y'all might have to come back, and that's going to be a whole different show altogether. That's what I'm talking about. I, 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 I. Make some noise. Make some noise. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Thursday night, and you are right where you ought to be. You are on the Crystal Show, and we are so very welcome and happy that you are here with us tonight. Um, We are very happy if you're listening live, but we're also happy if you're listening to the podcast, checking it out in your car, checking it out behind your girlfriend's back, and you're listening to me. I love that. I love that you're you're sneaking behind their back and listening to me. And she's like, "What are you doing? What are you listening to?" It's, oh no, it's just it's just a, some stupid radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I love that. I love that. And. Uh, <laughs> But if you are listening live and you want to call in and talk to us and talk to our guests, then all you have to do is dial 657-383-0554. That's 657-383-0554, and you will be able to talk to us live on the show right now. Or... You can simply just listen to the show by calling that number. You can just save it in your phone, dial it, call it anytime you want. You can download the iTunes and the iTunes podcast and search for The Crystal Show and it'll pop up and you can listen to us anytime you want at lunchtime, whenever. These are the things that I do. <laughs> I listen to the shows that I like at lunchtime. Um, I don't have to sneak behind anybody's back, but if you're doing that, that's cool. <laughs> all right, and to connect to the show, all you have to do is um, like us on Facebook at The Crystal Show 1 and follow us on Twitter at Crystal Show 1 and join the conversation on Twitter with hashtag Get Crystallized. But for all of the information, including how to be a guest and what's coming up on the show, what's happening, what's going on, to make a comment, to say that shit was dope or you suck, all you have to do is go to thecrystalshow.com. What's up, Dre? You know what? If you're a real man, you tell that woman, hey, I'm listening to the Crystal Show. What are you worried about? <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm putting it on speakerphone so we both can hear it. She's like, I don't want to hear that bitch. What the fuck you talking about? I don't want to hear her. <laughs> Why you got to listen to her You're anyway? Real man. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are not some just some random crappy show. No, we are the Crystal Show. Get get through your head, buddy. Get it through your head right now. If you don't, hey, if you're a real man, I'm telling you. Matter of fact, 
let me, let me talk to her. I'll tell her where we at. How about that? That's right. You can say, I was listening to Dre, Dre my boy, man. I'm listening to him anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who Crystal is. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, tonight we are happy to um, hopefully be welcoming, welcoming on um, Bethany Benz, who is a world-famous porn star, and we will discuss the porn industry and i have lots and tons of questions that i'm not I'm probably not going to get to all of them but um and we also want to know what is going on and what is the future that holds for this beautiful young woman also scheduled tonight is carly red from love and hip-hop atlanta not sure if she will be able to be calling in because um i hear um that she is in Jacksonville, Florida tonight, um, doing um, another show. So uh, uh, another live show um, at a club. So I hope that she is able to take the time to call to call in and and, and greet you guys. But we're here, and we're happy to be here, and we're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great show. That's right all that right matters, right. anyway. I mean, everything. Everybody else is secondary. You know what I'm saying? Look. You call to really talk to us anyway. We just add the famous people for fluff. So, you know, <laughs> just just keep it real. Just call us, talk to us. We're the, this is our show. Matter of fact, this is your show too. Because we do this we, we think about you, the the viewer, the listener. We want we think about the people. You know what I'm saying? So help us make a better show. Call us. Let us know what you think. Call us. Talk to us. Say hello. Buy a drink to I don't care. Whatever. Just call the number, 657-383-0554. Uh, it's really simple. Tell your girl to put it on speed dial, right? That way when you call in, you, you can put somebody else in. You can, you can just put, like, you know, Joe's chop shop, and you'll know it's us. It doesn't matter. But, you know, if, you, if, it really, if it's really that serious, bro, you can put another name in the address book, but you know you're calling the Crystal Show. All right? All right, good. <laughs> Joe's Chop Shop. That's right. I'm getting my car fixed, man. <laughs> I got to schedule an oil change and shit, man. What are you talking about? What the fuck's wrong with you? That's a receptionist, man. <laughs> See, we're giving her good advice. Not only how to listen to the Crystal Show without your bitch knowing, but also how just to do any kind of other cheating that you need to do in a general basis. We're here to help you. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. We're here to help you. We're just trying to help you out. We're, just, we're, <laughs> we're trying to help Ike. We're just trying to help Ike. We're trying to help Ike. <laughs> I saw that that movie the other night, and I swear, <laughs> that in that scene, when he said, you trying to help Ike, you just... <laughs> oh, my God. That was probably the best. That was part of the best oh my god, movie. that that movie is the best, I swear. Anyway, let's say hello to Q, who's in the chat room right now, just you know hanging out. So go in there, make him feel, you know, not alone, and and um, say hello to Q in the chat room. But right now, we also want a word from one of our sponsors tonight, author Nefertiti Morant. And um, she is a sponsor for The Crystal Show tonight. I am here with Nefertiti Morant, author of a new book series called Perspectives. 
Welcome, Nefertiti, and tell us about your new novel. Perspectives is a book about seven people who go through their own personal dramas and learn to appreciate life. There's Althea with her spunky attitude, Ebony with her ambition, Marissa and Calvin as a brave parenting, Kenneth and a yearning to find a soulmate, and Khalid and Zane with the innocent and strong love that weathers every storm. Although their journeys are different, what ties them together is that they're all working towards wanting more from life, whether it be better relationships, better careers, or self-forgiveness. I worked in the social services field for 10 years, and the idea for this book came from the realization that although we have different stories, we're really not that different. What makes a difference in our lives is our perspective. Wow. That sounds very interesting. So tell us, where can our readers find you and purchase your work? Perspectives can be purchased at NefertitiM.com, Amazon, Slez, Barnes & Noble, Nook, and Smashwords. And if you're an e-book reader, the first book in the series is now free at NefertitiM.com, Smashwords, and Slez. And the rest of the books in the series are only $0.99, cents, so you should go ahead and pick yours up today. I hope you enjoy. Happy reading. Everybody, that is Nefertiti Morant, and you can find her at Nefertitim.com. That's N-E-F-R-E-T-I-T-I-M.com. Happy reading. That's right, and we'd like to thank uh, Nefertiti Morant for um, being a sponsor of tonight's the Crystal Show, uh, featuring Dre, and we're very happy to have her as a sponsor. If you would like to be a sponsor of the show and have your work advertised on the show, all you have to do is go to thecrystalshow.com and click on Advertise. All right, now, last week, we had a blast. (laughs) Didn't we, Dre? We had a blast. Last week. If if we had to if we had to go on record as saying what was the best show of 2013, <laughs> last weekend was definitely the that was the best one. Well, it was also the best show of 2014 as well. Since you know we're into oh yeah yeah wrong year sorry. My bad. <laughs> Okay, Dre, join us in 2014 <laughs> because we're here. You know, you I know, know time travel is is real. Yeah, no, but... yeah. Plus, I'd be single if I was back then too. So anyway, go ahead. Oh God, do I have to play the violins? Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we had a, we had a blast on the show. We had uh, Michael Clay on the show, and we had Scythe Boogie on the show. And if you were, I don't know, somewhere hanging off the third realm of the universe, and you did not hear the show, here is what you missed regarding uh, Michael Clay. As as a a woman like that who has basically given up on our hair, (laughs) and we have like, thank you, Lord, wigologist, (laughs) for creating hair for us, um... What would you say, how can we get our hair back? What are we doing wrong or what have we done wrong? And how do you start from now to say, okay, I want my own hair, even though I've been wearing wigs and weaves for years. Uh How do I get my hair back? What do I do? All right, how much time do you have? Because that was the most loaded question ever. So let me try to (laughs) narrow this down to like uh, at least 120 seconds. So, all right. your hair back by one loving you oh, and God. feeling that you're adequate enough to wear your hair 
one. Okay, I can't do that. Next, next uh, 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 we can't, we can't go to <laughs> camp no more. You said number one. Because, What's the you know, next one, Michael? <laughs> listen, success is outside of our comfort zone. Leave yeah. them leaves alone. Your leaves are beautiful, but you have to give them chance and time to get beautiful. So let's go back to the plant. Buy a plant, have a boyfriend, husband. Oh, no, you're single. So the new guy who's about to meet you later on, he's going to buy you uh, yeah. flowers, a plant, right? And you said, these are so beautiful. Let me put them in the closet. <laughs> right? You go on your plant in the closet, plants upset at you. You water it, it's in the closet. It's missing something, Okay. So now if the plants are talking like, man, you don't even love me. You have me all locked up in the closet. Show me off. But your leaves are little. How are they ever going to grow if you keep putting covers over me? All right? Two, Uh diet, Uh, patience. You know, the problem is is we don't have time anymore. You know, I have so many uh, women listeners and and clients who say, well, they don't have time to comb their daughter's hair or they don't have time to do their hair. I ain't got time for it. Well, listen, it's your hair. It's like teeth. I don't have time to brush my teeth. Well, you're going you're gonna to be brushing something or nothing. Same with hair. Hair and teeth, okay. kind of same thing. All right? Okay. You, with the care and effort you put into them, it will reflect. I'm sorry. I was on mute. <laughs> and, um, well, you know, first of all, Michael Clay, when we did talk about hair, because we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff, too, which was hilarious, <laughs> and we talked about all kinds of crazy shit. Um, when we did talk about hair, he was really informative, and he gave a great interview about what you do with your hair in order for it to grow. Um, that First of all, he also... He caters to not just African-American women and our hair, but also to all cultures of hair. So make sure that, you know, you check him out at michaelclay.com. But we also had Scythe Boogie on the line. So let's, you know, let's check him out and what you missed last week for him. Certain things wasn't right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a perfectionist to the core, so it's like, if I feel like something is off, like, I'm not going to, like, put it out. Like, I have, like, songs, like, that I've had in my head for, like, seven years that I will, I will refuse to put out. If it's not the right thing, if it's nice, if I don't feel it's right, I won't put it out until, until it's right, you know? So that's that's pretty much what it is with me. And, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, I was just working on that, uh, just collaborating with other artists um, and uh, pretty much performing, you know. Um, they keep myself afloat, of course, because you don't want to, you know, people to forget about you or anything like that. But, um, right. yeah, I just, I just right. been in the trenches, you know, just plotting and just putting everything together. Well, you know what? That is the comment of a true artist. For real. Because... You know, when I when I when he was saying that he was talking about, you know, his new work that's out now and listen to the whole entire interview to um listen to his songs that were out and the rest of that interview and of course Michael Clay's interview. Because um when we're artists and sometimes an artist can stand in the way of each other, of ourselves, because we are um you know, we are like as an artist myself, I mean, we're we're such perfectionists, and we always tend to want to say, okay, we are going to, you know, 
do the best. We're going to put out our work that is the best of the best of the best of the best of whatever. And meanwhile, your fans and the people who may have, like for me, read my first book or people who may have um, listened to your first songs or whatever, your second songs or whatever, and they're like, okay, well then what's next? Because people are fickle. Fans are fickle, and they will move on, and they were like, I don't know who you're talking about, because I've moved on to another artist now. You know, they're like old news. We live? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, 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 don't, I don't know why I thought this was recording still. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I sound exactly the same way. You don't remember I'm like, me don't saying that. I, said, I don't remember saying that, but that sounds like a relax. I'm sorry, America. My bad. I was kind of off. I'm like, I'm so entranced with her voice. I'm like, okay, this sounds like, but I don't remember it. But anyway, I'm, I'm back, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I know, right? It's so ridiculous. But no, yeah. Yes, I'm live. Live? No, it's not Memorex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll but, be, I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm, I promise you, I was like, really? She didn't say that last week. I'm like, man, anyway. I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> no, I did not say that last week. I'm saying it this week, though. <laughs> I'm expounding on what I said last week uh, regarding artists and how we are just crazy. And we want, you know, we, we do want perfection, but sometimes perfection can get in the way of, you know, what you you know, what you're trying to put out there, and people people are fickle, and they leave, and they walk away, and they're like, I don't know who you're talking about, you know, so that's what I was saying about artists themselves, and that's why when you are an artist, you need business people around you. You need those people who are so, like, um, they're very much into the business side of whatever you're doing, whether it's music, whether it's writing, um, making movies, or whatever you're doing, because you need those people to bring you back to reality, because a lot of times we're not in reality, we are cocooned in our um, in our world of art, and world of making art, and um, sometimes we get stuck, because we we don't want to go move on to the next thing, because we're too busy trying to make what we're trying to do now, you know, work. So, you know, it is like, I don't know, it's just one of those things that, you know, that that can definitely uh, make you feel um, or make your work laxed, you know. So, you know, that's what I was saying. But he's out there and he's doing his thing, um, Slice Boogie, so do definitely check him out. Check out his work because um, he's collaborating with other people and he's doing his thing. So, it's a beautiful thing. It is. It definitely is. It definitely is. I mean, I... I I, get, I have to, and again, I'm not the the connoisseur of hip hop that you are, but I can honestly say between him and uh, and and true speech, I mean, I I really think these guys should be, you know, kind of on kind of like the underground deal. Not they're not totally like corporate sold out hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I love hip hop. <laughs> I love hip hop. I love rap. I love well, I love all kinds of music. You know, there's even some country things in there that I like, you know, some rock and roll. And I'm just a connoisseur of music. That's why you will hear all kinds of different artists 
on the show because I just love music and I will definitely have whoever on and it doesn't it's not and if I like it I'll put it on you know if if I like it if I believe in in that artist then I'll definitely put them on and I'll put them on again and again and again and you know it could be anything it doesn't have to be you know I and I don't I don't know I don't have a lot of pop stars on or you know play a lot of pop music uh, maybe because I listen to it all damn day. Because you know, you listen to the top forty, that's all you yeah. hear. You know, is oh. just the latest shit out over and over again, and it's it gets old. You like it, and then you don't even know if you like it because it's good, or you like it because you just heard it so many times. Now I have been in situations where a song has basically just I've heard it ad nauseum, and it just like okay, this is kind of cool. Knowing like two weeks ago, like I can't stand this song. But see, my thing, and I'm not. This is not a disrespect to any any DJs or radio personalities that actually that are on radio and thing. But to me, it seems like you put in one big huge tape or CD or whatever, and just play the rotation over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Because right. I remember, and just to give you an example, I mean, it's like, oh my god, like when. Um, Okay, when NSYNC was really big, okay, this is like, you know, years ago. I don't mm-hmm. know how many times I heard in one day, um, Bye, Bye, Bye. I heard that song at least in an eight-hour day <laughs> five times. Right. I'm like, really? That's what, what, well, what, you mean? know what? The song for me right now is um, the song by Usher. What, Kiss? I think it's uh, like kiss yeah. me or the she kisses well or whatever the fuck she does. It's like I'm so sick of that. I, first of all, when I first heard it, I didn't like it. I did not like that song. And then I actually today I was I was driving home. It came on and I I found myself singing that stupid song. I had to stop myself. I did. I had to stop myself and go. Oh my what god! I'm singing. I mean, what am I doing? I'm singing this stupid song, and I hate it. And I hate the song, and I don't know why I'm singing it, but I was. I'm totally singing this song. So anyway, yeah, I was. I don't know. But that's what happens. That's what happens when you when you when that, and that's the whole thing. You listen to a song, and they want you to hear it so many times. And so you go out and you'll buy it or you'll download it or you'll pirate download it or whatever. And, you know, because you're not going to, um, if you don't know about it, that's the whole thing about marketing. If you don't know about it, you're not going to listen to it. You're not going to listen. You're not going to, you know, do whatever. So, anywho, and speaking of marketing, I want people to listen to my new advertisement of my own. Okay? I created... Yeah, let's listen to my own ad for my own shit. Are you tired of watching TV with the endless reality TV shows and the news one life-threatening virus and terrorist group after the other? And who has time or the money to go to the movies nowadays? What, with the 3D IMAXs and all of that? It's probably cheaper just to catch your favorite stars at their next concert. So what are you going to do? Spend more time with your screaming kids and nagging spouse? Who needs that headache? How about picking up a book? 
Escaping into a world beyond your own, take a visit over to crystalhickerson.com and check out one or all of her four novels that are ready to be downloaded for only 99 cents. Like a bit of intrigue and fantasy? Then read The Magician, full of twists, turns, and the good old fight between good and evil. Like a story more down to earth? Then check out Street Corners, a gritty, sexy crime novel about a man caught between being a pimp, a businessman, and caught in an ultra-sensuous love triangle. Yummy. Like the darker side of life? Then pick up Wanted, a tale of a woman who awakens from a coma after a violent home invasion that left her 11-year-old daughter dead. She tries to pick up the pieces, but there is someone, or better, something, that has awoken with her. This story is a dark thriller that borders on horror. Like a little more romance? Then read The Volunteer, a heartwarming story about a woman who decides to give back and volunteer with a hospice organization after caring for her dying mother. This yarn not only takes you into her world, but into a behind-the-scenes look at the world of hospice itself. Grab your heart and tissue for this one. Mm, very, very romantic. Four novels by one author, Crystal Hickerson. Find all of these novels on crystalhickerson.com, amazon.com, or anywhere books are sold. Thank you all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Yummy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Yummy. really? Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I um you know, you know, I have to definitely, you know, promote my own stuff. I mean, out here. I mean, oh, yeah. especially yeah. since um it seems that we have plenty of time to do that on the show tonight. So I thought I would promote my work. And, um, well, I think we'll take a short break. And also, I want to make sure that you are, you listen to, we have two sponsors tonight on, to, on, on tonight's The Crystal Show. And um, Kathleen Boucher is also a sponsor on the show. So we will listen to her ad for her inspirational novels. Kathleen Bouget is an inspirational author and a sponsor of The Crystal Show tonight. Let's hear more about Kathleen and her work. Hi, my name is Kathleen Bouget. I'm a registered nurse and author of two award-winning books to empower kids. A simple idea to empower kids based on the power of love, choice, and belief is for kids eight and younger to learn how to use their power of choice, belief, and love and to use the law of attraction to achieve anything they desire. A simple idea to empower kids, Teens Edition, is for preteens and teens to use their power of choice to make better choices and to use the law of attraction to achieve anything they desire. So Kathleen, where can we find your books for purchase? These books can be purchased 
at balboapress.com, amazon.com, and amazon.ca. Let's empower our kids to live their lives authentically, doing something they love. Boy, white name, boy, used to live in Detroit. Big dope dealer money, he was getting some coin. Went to shootouts with the law, but he lived in a palace. Both bought me Alexander McQueen, he was keeping me stylish. Now that's real, real, real. Gun in my purse, bitch, I can't. That's the kill. Who wanna go first? I had him pushing back a deal. I'm high as hell, I only took a half a pill. I'm on some dumb shit. Tony, 
and I believe I don't believe Tamar was there, but all the sisters uh, that included uh, Tracy, um, Tawanda, and the other sister and the mom Evelyn. Uh, <laughs> she, they were all they went to. Now Tracy has been trying to lose weight, and she's been actually been doing very well. Um, she she has a workout, you know, trainer, and he's African, literally from Africa. <laughs> and um you know he's buff and all that so he's a really good trainer so she's been going going to him and like if you remember last season he was on and he was you know working her out and he put her in cold water and he did all these kind of crazy things and in order to get her to to work out and lose, to lose weight so i'm like okay great all right this is what you got to do in order to be thin and you know she had a few pounds on her and she wanted to get back out there and she has a new album coming out and so she said okay i got to lose some some pounds so this is what she did now this season um they showed him again and this is like the first time he's been on this season and he wanted her to go. Now, I don't know, if, Dre, if you've ever gone to, um, a, a, you know, like a a gym where they, in order to get your, your accurate uh, BMI, your, you know, mm-hmm. your, um, what does that stand for? Uh, your body mass your, index. Thank you. Your body mass index. <laughs> um, see, this is this is why Dre is on the show, okay? <laughs> he's he's on he's you know he's he's my brain on the show. So I uh, so I have heard of this before. And um, anyway, what he was doing to get the accurate body mass index is to put you in water. You you submerge yourself in water, and the you blow out bubbles. You blow out your air. Yeah. So you can really get an, an exact, um, accurate reading. Not just, so you just you, if you get on a scale, if you just worry about what your pounds are, let's say you're 150 pounds, you know maybe 20 pounds is muscle if you've been working out. It's muscle. Muscle right. adds pounds. Okay. So in order to get your true uh, BMI, just find out what's fat and what's actual muscle, and to separate all that. Then you get into this water machine that allows you to do that. So that's what he was doing with the girls. That's what he wanted them to do. And they all came down, including mm-hmm. the mom, um, you know, to kind of support oh, Tracy. And they said, okay, we're, we're, you know, they didn't know what they were going to do, but they decided, okay, this is what we're going to do. So let's listen to a little bit of this interaction that he, the African trainer, um, had with the girls, the Braxton sisters, before getting into this contraption. I'm not messing up my hair for anybody. I just got my hair done. I think black men give black women complaints about their hair. And let's keep it real. Our black men can be very critical. I'm just saying. And when you got the white woman. Uh, a white woman. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. She's not gonna worry about her hair. So if she cannot worry about her hair, black woman should not be worried about their hair. Our hair's a little different. Yes, no, it's not different. Sure, no, it's the way her hair get wet is the world. Hmm. Let's take a quiz. A black woman's hair is the same as a white woman's hair. False. It's a difference. Now you wonder why some black people go for white women. And you wonder why some women go for white men? Cause I don't. I've never dated a black man. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, as you can hear what he was saying, he was getting kind of upset that they didn't want to get into this pool because they had, you know, now, too bad we don't have Michael Clay on here to talk about this. I'm sure he would say something about this this little piece oh, here. Yeah. But but the thing about it is, um, the um, the woman who was talking, which was the mom who was saying that she felt that black men give black women a complex when it comes to their hair and how they wear. We wear our hair. We put in, you know, extensions and we put in weaves and we put in a wig or whatever, and it's extremely expensive. So when it comes to working out or, you know, like getting in a pool or whatever, it's very hard for us to do that because we um, we just got our hair done. I just spent, you know, $1,000 getting a, this new Brazilian weave. And now you want me to get into a pool of water. I'm not going to do that. So that's what they were saying. So anyway, I would like to hear your perspective on that, Dre, especially since you have been uh, married to a woman who was not black. And what do you mm-hmm. think, what, what were the differences you felt um, just in general in your experiences with different types of women, different cultures? Okay. All right, so first and foremost, I guess there wasn't really a, a situation where, okay, when we, when we, if we were swimming and we had the kids or whatever, um, no, she would get her hair wet. And it wasn't a big deal. Now, granted, here's the thing, though. Her hair texture was similar to uh, black women, meaning that she used relaxers and everything else. So it okay. wasn't like she was like, she, she wasn't J-Lo Puerto Rican. Oh, <laughs> okay. She went from the block. I mean, you know, no, no, she went. Oh, God, no. But anyway, that's, a whole, that's a whole whole other show. But anyway. um, It could be this show. It could be this show. We can talk about that, too. Oh, no, 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 So, but, you know, I mean, it, she, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a big thing for her. I mean, she, of course, you know, she had to go through all the process. And when she go, she went to. The hairdressers that you all go to, yeah, you know, okay. Now she, mm-hmm. now one thing I can say is she never wore she never wore extensions or weave or anything, okay. So, um, because she always had her hair cut a certain way or styled or whatever they whatever y'all call it, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. Now I've never dated personally. I've never dated a woman that had to have that, that wore extensions or wore weave. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I, I dodged. I don't know how I dodged that bullet, but I did. You know how you um, dodged that a, bullet? Yeah, I say that because I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I don't want to have that argument where, you know, don't touch my hair. You know. Right. The, right. You know? Yeah. So, um, I don't want to have to go through all that. I mean, I'm not saying it's a deal breaker if, for some reason, you know, you know, if someone said, "Oh my God, I wear a weave. This okay." I'm not gonna say your life is over. Okay, and, uh-huh. and again, to each your own. Because I mean, I personally don't like locks, but I know some people who wear them. Yeah, I don't like. Uh, that's just me. Yeah, red, all that kind of stuff. No. I mean, I, I mean, I know, there's a girl I follow on Twitter who she wears her locks. They, they look nice on her. They, yeah, they really look I've good seen on locks her. that look but great. Then, yeah. But then these schools down here in, in Florida, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Because it's like it's just straight up like wow. Whack. Anyway, it's like bush. But anyway, um, 
I don't, and personally, I, I kind of feel what she's saying, what the Braxton mom is saying. But right. at the same time, his brother's out here that are not that militant about the whole hair thing. I mean, just like you have the militant natural hair folks, and you got right. the militant weave folks. You got the militant light-skinned folks. You got the militant dark-skinned folks. But we all black at the end of the day, Conan Tank. But anyway, um, you know, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it ain't a big deal. Now, Kenny doesn't wear weave, thank God. But her, she cuts her hair short anyway, so. What was her name? Kenya. Kenya. Oh, uh, well, with mm-hmm. a name like Kenya, I'm sure she doesn't wear a weave. <laughs> no, well, actually, it's K-I-N-J-A, Kenya. Oh, okay, okay, that's very nice, that's very nice. All right, you know, very African-centric. Okay. Hi, honey. Well, you know, this has been like an ongoing thing for um black women and black men. We have lots of, of battles. For those of you who are not black and you're you're wondering um, what's going on with, with, you know, the whole black family thing and yeah, even though you may see the Cosby show, you may see um, T.I.'s show, <laughs> and you may see black-ish shows, um, the black family is not as, as beautiful as that on a, on a regular basis. So you wonder, well, why is that? So you have lots of single black moms, and you have single white moms too, of course. But you have um, lots of single black moms, more so than any other race, I believe, um, of single women are black, and you wonder why, you know, like what's going on, and um, and, the, and there's always this back and forth thing. And even though we talk about reality TV shows, and they are overblown, you know, it's, it's of course it's dr- dramatic, but it, it there is truth in that, you know, as they say, there's truth in my fiction, and the the whole thing is there is a little bit of a battle between. Um, black men and black women and this is just one of those battles in the war that we, we seem to have with each other um, you know back in the day when you think about and I always go back to like uh, Nefertiti and, and Cleopatra and um, those African women in, in you know in those times that were very um, ornamented with their hair and they did many different things to their hair in order to be automated. And it was more tools that you would see than it was hair. And, you know, I don't know if the, if, if you know, the Egyptian, you know, kings and queens talked about that and said, why you wear so many jewels on your hair? Why could you just wear your hair natural? You know, I don't know. Why can't you be like the Siberian women? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know if they have these kinds of of uh, arguments, and you know, I don't know. But all I can say is, this is something that it, it, it's like a struggle. And what's funny to me, there are some, and then you know, it's it's a struggle has become so hard that there is actually like a movement in a way for um natural hair become like a like a like a statement you know even if you wear a natural wig a wig that is phrased 
braids, corporate braids, um, you know, curls or kinky curls or, or an actual afro, that is even more so okay than the straight hair. So it's kind of weird. However, we find more and more black men who go towards um, white women or women who are not African-American, which I just find, you know, interesting. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm not I'm not putting you on the spot and only um, black man on the show right now. So, I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm I just find it interesting. I always like study I can I can barely hear you right now, but I'm gonna say this right here. Um I I was I was in the army for eight years, so I, I kinda did a win in Rome thing. So okay. I dated a German. You know. Um and it wasn't a you know, it, it it was, I mean, it wasn't, I guess it was just different because she wasn't American, I guess, to me, but, um, and, you know, she, and, uh, you know, it, ironically, she had dark hair, she had brown hair, she didn't have blonde okay. hair, but anyway, I mean, but it was still Europe, she was European, obviously, so she had straight hair. Right. Um, the, the, the women that were in service with me in my unit, the black women that were in service, usually didn't uh-huh. have extensions or, like, braids anyway. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when we had to, it was kind of funny because when we had to go to drown proofing. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. The drown proofing, of course, you know, like, oh, no, hell no. Uh-uh. I'm going to have to drown then because I ain't getting my hair. I'm like, get your ass in that pool, all right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, we had a couple of women that would not get in the pool because they would get to the shallow end so they would get their hair wet. I'm like, okay, you're a soldier now. Um, right, right. During a during 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 a crisis, you just can't go to the shallow end to wait for somebody to save you. So you had to right. literally had to jump into like at least a minimum of five feet, because um, you had to take off your pants and look, use them as a flotation, all that stuff. But anyway, but and you had to go underwater. So I mean, it was so you had to get your hair wet. So I mean, you know, of course, some couple couple of them didn't like it, but you know, of course, they had to get over it. But I mean, again, I still, I, I just, I guess it's getting to me. It's getting overly saturated, and it's getting really old now with the whole well, good hair so. versus bad hair, the whole good hair, bad hair, Spike Lee thing. Right. Going yeah. On. I'm kind of over it, really. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, when they start, I mean, I guess my only gripe is these chicks down here in Florida that wear red hair, like the color, like candy apple red. Oh, yeah, and, like, I don't know where blue, that's coming like, from. Blue, and, you know, like, they got, like, purple streaks in their hair. I'm like, okay, look, I understand you want to make a statement. I understand you, I, I'm all about individuality. But right. when it's eight of y'all with the same color hair, how is that being an individual? When your hair you matches know, your clothes, I got a problem with that. You know, I had heard, um, and I don't know who, where I heard this from. Um, it was maybe on another show, or um, someone had said this that a lot of the um, what people are wearing out there, like those colors, those red colors and stuff, they've seen at like you know the shows, the hair shows, and the hair mm-hmm. shows 
are similar to like your fashion show where you have um, the couture. So no one's expecting you to wear couture (laughs) around because, you know, it's just to highlight, you know, the, um, to highlight what they're presenting out there. You know, you're not going to wear this to the office, but you're going to wear the, the, you know, the similar thing to the office, but at the, um, or to a cocktail party, but at the actual fashion show, the fashion show is a fashion show. So they have to make yeah. it more interesting. So they will show all kinds of weird, you know, things on the, in their line that um, represents a style, but it's not what you would actually wear. And it's, I think it's the same thing with, with hair shows. They wear hair that is red or blue or whatever, and it has all these different colors in it. And it's, and it's amazing looking that they could do this because it's a show. It's you know it's just showcasing the um, hairstylist and what they can achieve and what they can do to hair. It's not meant to be an actual hairstyle that you actually wear. So I think that's what happens a lot of times. It, it, I don't even. I have never. Let me tell you. I have never been around any woman who said I'm going to go get Snickers the logo Snickers put in my hair because that's cool. I've never known this person. I've never met this person. I don't know their their thought process. But I'm thinking maybe it has to do with maybe they're around the hairstylist and, and that maybe they did this in a hair show and they think it's okay to walk around looking like this. So I just oh think Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, that that's crazy though. That is really crazy. Well, another thing in in the news that I had, I had heard about this week was Aunt Jemima. The heirs of Aunt Jemima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're suing Quaker Oats for a two billion dollars. I thought it was two mil. It's two billion. No, bill b with a b, billion, <laughs> not two million. No, 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 no. Billion. There are countries over there who don't even have that kind of money. What makes you think we got a million dollars? That stuff is our deficit is. Really? Her oats got a billion dollars. Okay, I, I, I guarantee fucking to you. Um, now, uh, in a lawsuit, it's saying that um, Aunt Jemima has become known as one of the most exploited and abused women in American history. And this is uh, D.W. Hunter, one of Harrington. Harrington is uh, one of the heirs of um and the great grandsons of Aunt Jemima, who is actually uh I'm trying to look in here her her actual name is um Anna Short Harrington. And um I don't know if you ever what was that movie? Um Oh gosh. Gone with the Wind. No, not Gone with the Wind, but yeah, it's a similar whole mammy thing. But no, it was yeah. um Imitation of Life, but not the one in the 60s, the one that was in color with Lana Turner. It was the the first one that was done in, like, the 1950s or 40s. Um, The Imitation of Life, it was about this woman. It was about Aunt Jemima and and that family. Oh, really? Yeah. What had actually happened in in that particular movie, 
of Imitation of Life was there was two women. There was a um, a, a white woman who was had a, a daughter and she was needing a maid, someone to help her. She didn't have a lot of money to do it. She mm-hmm. was alone. And this um, a black lady was was also looking for a you know a, a job as a maid. So this is you know post you know slavery and all that of course. But um, so she had a daughter who was half black, half white, and that was the kind of you know that's the imitation of life that we have seen in um, you know in 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 the Lana Turner movie that most people know about uh, which was a great right. movie and and he focused on that part the 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 child who was half white and and all that and that struggle which was very interesting and was in the original movie but also in the original movie was really about these two women and the two women um the Aunt Jemima character which wasn't called Aunt Jemima in the movie but um her character and the white woman um she was the white woman was trying to run a business. She was trying on her own to to run a um a restaurant. And that's what that's what she wanted to do. And um and she was you know poor. She was trying to get help. She was just making deals and back then people made deals without contracts. They just kind of made deals, you know. It was like, well, if you they bartered their systems like, you know, she would barter um the white woman she would barter like um if you i will pay you in in x amount of weeks if you come and l- give me bar stools or give me chairs or paint my store or you know those kinds of things that's what she did right. the um the the black lady was there to help her she she helped her with her child she helped her with the business she did everything she they were like kind of together on this and the, the business went on. It wasn't doing very well. So what she did, what the black lady did was they had this griddle that was out there, and she she was like, well, then why don't we make, um, it, uh, oh, no, it was it was like um, a person that came in in the morning just out of the rain, and he was like, look, I'm hungry. I just want something to eat or whatever. And then so they made, the black lady made, made um, pancakes because, you know, okay. it was in the morning. And he was like, oh, my God, this is like the best pancakes I've ever had in my life. And so as time went on, they decided, let's make this the focus and have her in the, um, you know, in the window making pancakes. And so she made the pancakes. She had, you know, her garb on as a maid. And they wanted it that way in order for her for it to be known. This is homemade. This is actually she's making it right now. So you can see she's making it. Um, now, the white lady didn't know how she made her, her spectacular pancake so great. Um, she just did it until finally she did tell her the recipe and she told her what she did in order to make, because, you know, she tried to make it and it it wasn't right. She said, no, 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 you have to do it this way. And so they kind of came in together and, you know, in the movie built this empire on these oh, man. and she decided and one guy came in and says I don't know why you're just making pancakes for you know just for your cafe for your you know restaurant you need to box this up and sell it and you know bottle it sell it to people so they can do it on their own and thus make some real money and so that's what they did now in the movie 
Um, she was known as the real person who made the pancakes. And, of course, in the movie, she was, you know, glorified, although she couldn't right. be known as the business person because the white woman at those times was the one who would be out front and, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, the actual money, but she shared the money with her. But the main, you know, but, of course, in the movie, she was, you know, mammy type. You know, and she was like, oh, I don't care about no money. I just want to, you know, have a good time with you people. And, and I just want to give yeah, my okay. love. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she wasn't very business-minded or whatever. So she didn't care right. about that. So she had a beautiful home that she lived in, and she shared with her. Her children, had a, her, her daughter had a beautiful home. She had money to, you know, send her all these things and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway... So, but the real person was a real, this was a real person. And this story did not end so happily. <laughs> and where all her descendants got all this great money and all these beautiful things happened and everything went on, you know, whatever. Um, so this is why they are suing Quaker Oats because this is some bullshit. And they are like, nah, y'all, uh, we're not, we're not having this. So, so that's yeah, that. <laughs> In the billions of dollars, though, really? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not. Years I'm not. Look, I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything against you guys. I'm not. But I'm talking about like billions of dollars. Are you one of those people who say that um, we shouldn't have reparations? Oh heck no! I want my money. <laughs> I, I was just asking because sometimes. No, pay me. Know, Pay me. I need my profit. Pay me. You know, you hear that all the time about, you know, reparations as a handout. It's not a handout. This is some real shit that needs to happen. It's back pay. (laughs) Yeah, this is some real shit. I mean, America would not be America without slaves. And it would not have been without this free labor. And then... You know, after slavery was over, then we were still were not paid, even not even as paid as well as indentured servants who were whites and immigrants. They were indentured servants. Yeah, we, but I mean, but back then we were the indent. I mean, think about it. Once after the Reconstruction, mm-hmm. okay, after the war, right? You know, we got we still we were still end up doing the same thing. The only difference was they were paid maybe like a couple of cents on a dollar, and that was it. Right. So, you were, you know, if you were a sharecropper, you know, instead of picking cotton, you got paid to do it. You just didn't get paid nothing, hardly. You know, right. so nothing really changed. So, and then when you were up in, when you were in the big house and you were the, the, the maid, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't a slave anymore, but you were the maid. You just didn't, you didn't get paid nothing, hardly, but... Exactly. You get paid what a couple, you know, chump change, but you're still doing the same thing you were doing before. Only this same time, shit. you have to get a little bit of money for doing it. Well, exactly. You know, rocking their brats to sleep, and you know, and nursing them, and cooking <laughs> food, and all that other stuff. It costs money, man. I mean, it's still, I mean, granted, yeah, I know Mr. Jenkins probably went down and had the thing and had the meat market and talked to Mr. Thomason and had all the stuff coming in and the food and everything. We still had to eat chitlins. We still had to eat collard We Still had to eat pig feet. Exactly. We weren't just going after the reconstruction. We weren't going to sit at the welcome table with the white man and say, "Let's have some steak tartare, Tom." It worked that way. 
I mean, I'm just saying. He sold me reparations and back pay. I mean, I'm not. Look, me personally, I was born in freedom. I don't. I didn't have the the horror of having to be a slave. I get that, but my family members did. So yes, if, if, you it, ain't for, if it ain't for me, give it to them. If you're a direct you know, descendant, they want to drop them down. Yeah. That's cool, but I'm just saying. All right. All right, hello. You're on the Crystal Show. What's up? Uh, it's your Seth Comfort. Hello, Yay! Southern Comfort. Please help us. <laughs> Sorry I'm calling in. It's been a long, busy day. Oh, hey, I feel How's you. How's everybody doing Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. We're talking about pancakes, and now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> oh, no shit, right. especially some Aunt Jemima pancakes. Oh, Ooh, God. Lord. You know, this makes me think about the story from Forrest Gump okay. when Forrest took, um, you know, the money and he gave it to Bubba's mama. He gave Bubba his share. Right. He gave Bubba's mama Bubba's share. Um right. Which, you know, unfortunately, not everybody in the world has a big heart like Forrest Gump. But, um, you know, on a much bigger scale of things, Mm -hmm. you think about all these immigrants and illegal immigrants and what have you who are lining the pockets of all these designers who are in these sweatshops and working for pennies, making all these designer clothes and and different things that are, you know, and the conditions that they work under. And, uh, you know, they're just making people richer while they're just steadily getting poorer. Well, you know what? That, That is right. I mean, there were robber barons back in the day who um, started major companies, who used people, who used um, prison workers, who um, used immigrants. And even today, now the immigrants are overseas. And, you know, you don't even wait for them to come over here. Yeah, we're shipping everything overseas overseas to to be done for pennies on the dollar. Right. So it's, you know, it's the same same kind of... um, of thing that's going on. So when you think about, and I saw like this new show, um, reality TV show that's coming out called, um, what is it? The, um, not, I think it's like the 1% or the, the, the wealthiest, richest, richest people. And it's, I can't even remember the actual name of it, but anyway, I just saw the, the commercial last night and it's supposed to be about not just, the rich people, but the riches of the rich of the rich, the one percenters of the one percenters, um, and I guess they're probably, of course, their kids or whatever, and um, how much they party. But do they ever stop to think about where this money comes from? When you're talking about um, money, um, generational money that was made, it was made on the backs of other people. This is how they, in robber barons, this was a real term, of course, that was, you know, uh, made because these people literally robbed from other people. This is how they got the money that they got, and the money itself was compounded 
over generation, over generation, over generation. And they even have, even today, they have financial analysts, they have people who specifically figure out, not just when you hear about taxes, that they never pay taxes and all this kind of stuff. It's it's beyond that, how they are, how they keep the wealth that they have. And they don't want anything even resembling I have to give away my money. And I'm not talking about new billionaires. I'm not, you know, I'm not even talking about like a Mark Zuckerberg. I'm talking about families who have been billionaires for centuries. And they I mean, like come, Rockefellers and Bushes right, and I stuff mean, like these, that, right? Yeah, these are people who have done this over many years, many generations, and they have people in line to make sure that they do not lose any of their money, and they and it keeps compounding itself. So, I mean, it, it boggles the mind that it happens, and but it does. And if you think that doing a demonstration in the streets of New York or any major city is going to stop them, you've got to be crazy. And I was looking at a list uh, that Forbes put out of billionaires, and, you know, most of those billionaires are people like Walmart. You know, Walmart, the Walton family, you know, and not the Waltons from the prairie, the Walton family, you know, they have the most people on that billionaire list. So, you know, you just think about that for a second. I mean, that boggles the mind. This is not going to stop by some stupid, gym, um, you know, you carrying a sign and saying, oh, the 99%. Nobody gives, they don't give a fuck about you. You know, they. I mean, they really do not. And they control this country. And I'll right. get off my, my soapbox uh, of rant. Well, that's but, what I've been saying about the Republicans you know, lately. Conservative my ass. These people aren't conservative when it comes to money. Yeah, they conserving from the, from the poor to conserve to give tax breaks for the rich and shit. Yeah, y'all misconstruing what conservative means. And you know what? You make a good point, Amy, because... A lot, most of those Republicans are not a part of the billionaire or even millionaire set. A lot of them are just regular, you know, you know, going to work, working class people. But they, the billionaires and millionaires who are, you know, close to that to that set of of billionaires, are using them. To get to keep their agenda going and to say, oh yeah, you're you're just like us. You're a hard worker, just like I am. Bullshit. <laughs> but they buy they into it. you more of a line of shit than a used car salesman. Exactly, exactly. They buy into it, and it's and it's amazing to me. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. Um, there's so many things that are going on in this country today that we we don't even realize. Um, and when we talk, when we think about things like, okay, we think about money, and then you, we think about the um, Ebola virus. Now, who who has said in their mind and have, have heard it on the news or heard it on whatever conspiracy radio that you're listening to, like this one right now, um, who has said that the Ebola virus, the AIDS virus, isn't it a fucking coincidence that they both came from West Africa? 
Does is anybody like you know like does that even alarm heard, anyone but myself? I haven't heard that statement yet, but I mean it just kind of raises no, questions. I but it just, I mean I haven't heard it yet. This first time I'm hearing about it, but I mean I my only thing is is the the um the two the two people that the, the one guy that died I think it was yesterday or today. Yeah, the other day. Yeah, yesterday? he it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, so he died yeah. yesterday, and I guess there yeah. were other people that contracted, but they're still alive. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. It, the whole thing, it, it, you know, a friend of mine brought up on Facebook how you know the, the media will will stir up as much storm to get something out there, and then try to sink them in the back door. So right now the elections mm-hmm. are coming up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Next True. month the elections, midterm elections. And now Midterm, all of a sudden, this whole thing right happens right before the elections happen. So, you know, that kind of gets your mind off of focusing on the elections so the right people Other are, things, right, like ISIS and everything, in. right. Yeah, let's right. not think about ISIS, all right. Let's not think about that. Let's not think about the fact that a lot of Americans who are Americans and others who are not a part of the, you know, quote-unquote Islamic Arabic people are a part of ISIS. Let's not, you know, let's. There was too many of them coming out who spoke perfect English and were not Arabic of any kind. So let let's get away from that. I don't want you thinking about that. Let's think about the Ebola virus. You know, you're gonna say well, something, Amy. Um, yeah, Crystal. I don't know if y'all saw the deal that I posted in the uh, T2Q group about the dog that they put to sleep for fear right, yeah, that because that. it had been exposed to the Ebola virus. There was no call for that. There was no reason for that. There were veterinarians saying there is no reason to kill that dog. There is no reason to put that dog to sleep. Um. So I mean, you're you're right about the, you know, they're just they're just uh, creating mass hysteria. And I was I was asking a friend of mine today, or well, a couple hours ago earlier, and wasn't there something that there were accusations made that the government was possibly infecting people with to get rid of people? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, I I believe that. What I've always... was it though? I cannot think of what it was though. You know, I feel that the Ebola virus, um, as well as the AIDS, um, or HIV virus, those types of and, and other viruses that have been out there, I think a lot of it is biological warfare that have been tested on people and of course you yeah. tested in in certain areas where nobody gives a shit about which is you know western africa and those places um and then it gets out and so and you know what to go back to a line that i heard in a movie called long the long kiss good night where the 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 terrorist quote unquote terrorist guy said I don't know how to pretend to kill 2,000 people, so we're just going to have to do this shit for real. So it's the same concept. When you are, there are called acceptable losses in war. And in order to do 
the greater good, quote unquote, or to win the war, you're going to have to, you know, have losses for that cause. People are going to die when you're doing research. And you can't do the research here in America because there's too many people looking at you. You can't do it in France because there's too many people and scientists looking at you. You have to do it somewhere where, you know, no one's really paying attention. And, yeah, those people are dying all the time anyway from starvation and all kinds of crap. So it could be anything. And, you know, they're living in poverty and horrible situations. So it could be anything. They could be creating this stuff out of nature and shit for not being clean or whatever. Um, So let's go over there and let's start figuring out how we can have a, you know, a war, a warfare kind of thing and biological warfare. Let's, let's figure out how we can do that. And if a few people get infected, fine. You know, whatever. That's just the price you pay in order to have whatever agenda that you want. Yeah. You know, you brought up you brought up the whole deal about ISIS and I'll step on my soapbox for a second and just say that yes, you know, the war on terror and that kind of thing scares me. It scares me to yeah. death. Yeah. You know what? I'm more I'm more worried about my neighbors. I'm more worried about the people that live down the street. I'm more worried about staring down the barrel of an Aaron Lewis. Oh, yeah, and when right. I say Aaron Lewis, I'm talking about mm-hmm. the nut who just murdered that real estate agent here in central Arkansas. Wow. You know, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of some Islamic person beheading me. I'm more afraid of the creep that's, you know, that's teaching my kid at school, you know. That's right, right. The English teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm more afraid of the weirdo walking past my house. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I mean, and those I, I are... kind of agree with I kind of agree with Amy. I mean, I mean, honestly and truly, I mean, as far as ISIS is concerned, mm-hmm. I mean, being 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 overseas and doing that part of the, being that part of the world for a while, they've been doing this stuff for thousands of years, man. So it's nothing new to them, right? You know, right. but I mean, I'm I'm more so afraid of honestly, I'm more afraid of cops now, man. I'm more afraid of cops. <laughs> yeah, no now. shit, right? I'm just being I'm just being real. I mean, right. I'm more afraid of cops than I'm afraid of ISIS. ISIS mm-hmm. is going to really have to come in the hood. I'm pretty sure ISIS ain't coming in the hood right now. <laughs> ISIS ain't going in the hood. I'm like, I don't think we're going to go there. We don't want it. We're not going through the hood. We're not going through the hood. We're going through the meeting. We're somewhere in the area. No, ISIS ain't coming in the hood. Period. Well, they don't sound like that. They sound like Canadians, actually. So. <laughs> oh, we're not gonna. Hey, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna go out of the hood, eh? We're gonna get some beers and we'll chop somebody's head off over there after we play a couple of holes of hockey. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you know, when you when we when we talk about the the horrors of, of the world, and we're coming up fast on Halloween. <laughs> But when we talk about the horrors of the world, you know, it's a daily thing. It's a daily basis. And, you know, what can we do about something like terrorists? But I think the whole thing is, and and this is what people are forgetting and, and, and why it's so easy to infiltrate, is because 
we here in America don't think that anything could possibly happen on our soil. That's why we were so amazed that, you know, 9-11 happened or so amazed. And, and of course, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, there was some Arabs who did that. So, you know, hey, you know, whatever. So everybody rallied around that and, like, oh, yeah, it couldn't, couldn't possibly be in another American. Um, or And then, you know, and but we have so many different um, – Americans and non-Americans who are not Islamic, who are a part of ISIS and who are part of other th- other types of terrorist groups. There are terrorist groups right here in America who are not a part of any Islamic um, group whatsoever. They're terrorists because they, you know they're part of the militia. They're part of their own. They have their own agendas, and um, and they you know their powder keg is you know their beer, and you know it's just. You know, they're just waiting for a moment, you know, to 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 do whatever it is they, they feel. So, you know, I mean, when we talk about terrorism, it's not some sort of faraway thing. There could be a terrorist living next door to you, and they're not going to be the person, they're not going to have the kind of agenda you think they're having, some far-off land thing about Allah no, they are pissed off that your dog is pissing on their goddamn lawn, and they're sick of it, and they're not going to take it anymore. Exactly. I mean, I posted a thing on Facebook the other day about, you know, and, and Crystal, you know how I am about pit bulls because I got one sitting here next to me. Um, but, you know, of them calling people, you know, labeling them as monsters Monsters? Well, what about the Aaron Lewis monsters of the world? What about the Jody Arias monsters of the world? The Charles Manson monsters of the world? The Tendies? Exactly. You know, I'm more afraid of them than I am a dog. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, people, all I'm saying here on the Crystal Show is wake the hell up. Okay. Exactly. This is your, your wake-up call. Um, fuck the bullshit. <laughs> Wake the hell up, and you know, listen, listen to yourself, and 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 instead of closing the door, open the door and take a good look at the people around you. And I, and if you know their name, then you are lucky because a lot of times we don't know who the hell's living next door to us. Who the hell? You know, it could be some crazy woman who has a radio show living next to you. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or a crazy woman with a pit bull. <laughs> oh, hi, Mo. Can you say hi to Crystal and <laughs> Just want the belly rub. He thanks Congress ought to pass a law that all. Humans should rub dogs' bellies. <laughs> That's all he's worried about. Oh my God! <laughs> well, the CDC is on top of it. The CDC has said that they are they're fully on top of the um, Ebola virus when it comes to Americans. We are going to test everybody who comes over here um, from those areas, from different um, uh, different lands or whatever, and, and you know, arriving in certain airports. We're going to test them for having a fever. So if you have a fever, I suggest you don't get on a plane. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's not my t- bus terminals. Bus terminals are nastier than airports. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah but. but- <laughs> I saw a hooker at the last 
yeah. about sitting in an aluminum tube for two hours and just screams unsanitary anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, if I've got a fever, guess what? Somebody else has already got one before me. So, you know, whatever. I mean, as, I know flying solo safe is form of travel. I get it. But, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're going to dip into a swimming pool of uh, hand sanitizer, which I've felt like doing a couple of times, <laughs> um, you know. No, I mean, at work, oh, my God. And then people, like, hand you stuff and, like, hand you dollars. And, and it's like, you know, I've already got to think about, okay, where's this dollar bin, you know? Where's this dollar bin? I mean, yeah, where's this dollar bin? So I'm like, you know, I would sit there, and I had this big tube, this big big gallon jar of hand sanitizer at my desk. And mm. people, hey, here's I have a dollar. So, yeah, here's a dollar. I'm like, squirt <laughs> Coating my hand because I'm like, ew, dollars probably made in G strings or something nasty, oh, you know. So yeah, I'm, I'm not a germaphobe or anything like Sheldon Cooper, but still, you know, I'm I'm constantly washing my hands whenever I might work all the time anyway. So oh my god, all right. So for you germaphobes, this has been your show tonight, um, sponsored by Dre. <laughs> And alcohol and 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 um yeah all the germaphobes and in, in the um and the alcohol that's out there today and not the alcohol that I'm drinking right now but the alcohol <laughs> that you use on yourselves and you know to to stay clean and stay sperm free or germ free I'm sorry um really <laughs> called a Freudian sperm guys stay sperm free folks <laughs> yeah, we don't want we don't, I'm like, you know what? I'm not. I'm done. I'm not gonna go with. I'm not gonna go with you. Okay. Okay. All right. First of all, I would like to say thank you so much, Amy, for uh, chiming into the show. Our own Southern Comfort, who has come on to the Crystal Show, and this is what happens as I post it on Twitter. This is what happens when my guests don't show up. Um, I go onto my soapbox and I start a revolution. Um, so this is this is scary. And and next week. We have no guests. I have absolutely no guests that are scheduled. So guess what? It's going to be more of Crystal and Dre ranting, and hopefully our Southern Comfort where will you know will guide us into a more logistic way. But um, mm-hmm. we will be discussing Don't whatever. We will be discussing whatever has happened. So watch the news because we're going to be talking about it next week on the 16th. Um, we. We do have um, guests coming up, and we have a great um, little um, Halloween um, show that's coming up on the 30th. So we'll be talking more about that next week as well. So thanks again. And the Crystal Show airs weekly on Thursday night at 9 p.m. And make sure that you go to thecrystalshow.com to find out what's coming on and what's happening. And um, make sure you watch CNN and you check out people and <laughs> because that's what we're talking about folks we're talking about what's going on in the world today and I'm going to rant about it and if you would like to rant with me then all you have to do is give us a call and share your views on on the crazy world on the was well, the sick mad world that we live in 
And so, and that's what we will be talking about. So any, it's a mad, mad, mad world. Yes, we live in a mad, mad world. It's <laughs> a mad, mad world. Absolutely. Uh, Amy, any final thoughts on tonight's crazy <clears throat> show? Uh, like you said, just just wake up, people, and pay attention to what's going on. I mean, yeah, it's okay to listen to music, and it's okay to watch your favorite TV shows and watch some reality TV. I spent a useless hour of my day yesterday watching TMZ Live, for crying out loud. But <laughs> watch CNN. Watch HON. I mean, I know a lot of people think that HON is biased, but still, it's it, it, you keeping up with current events, keeping up with what's going on out in the world. Um, you know, when you're on Facebook, get on some of these news sites and see what they're posting on on Facebook and your local news, especially. Right. You know, I mean. You just really got to to pay attention because, you know, you just don't want to wake up one day or not wake up at all. Right. You know, because you didn't, you weren't paying attention to what in the hell was going on around you. Oh, well, I died of Ebola because I didn't know what the symptoms were, you know. Right. Stay informed, people. And, oh, we have uh, Q in the chat room said that he agreed about biological warfare has gone wrong. However, why is this stuff always coming from Africa? And they are always at war over there. But I wonder how much experimenting goes into chemical warfare. And that's what we're talking about. Pay attention. Always remember, when something we're talking about... um, you hear about something on the news, and then all of a sudden, something else comes up crazy, like um, Ben Affleck, and you know, and you know, J- you know, Gar- I'm gonna say James Garner, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> I was close. But I mean, when other things start popping up all of a sudden that has nothing to do with anything, you're like, well, wait a minute, didn't? Weren't we just talking about this earthquake that could possibly be happening? Oh, no, 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 no. Let's focus on this. Always check out the other, besides the headlines, go below the headlines because that's where the real stories are. They are buried under the real the headlines that are out there. So pay attention, and it is good to be a conspiracy theorist because that means that Absolutely. you're thinking. Absolutely. That means that you're thinking, and it doesn't mean that it's true. It just means that you are you are thinking. You're doing what you're supposed to do as a citizen of this world, not just of this country, but a citizen citizen of this world. You're not accepting anything at face value. You you're asking questions, and you know you're not going to just accept any old story that they throw at you. So that's always a good thing. Any last words? Ray. No, only last words I have, folks. Just you know, again, I we I guess to underscore what has already been said. Mm-hmm. We have to read. We have to study. We got to look at things in different perspectives. Question: If if you have a question about it, ask. Don't go around with the assumption that everything's going to be okay or whatever. You know, I mean. I'm not saying that you're going to go out and threaten someone and they cough when you're getting Ebola. I'm not saying that. But, however, I'm not saying go out and just get into my space either. 
So, you know, you always, you know, always take precautions about whatever you're going to do. Stay strong, stay sperm free, as Crystal said. Um, yes. And also, you know, free. just. <laughs> <laughs> Just continue to be great, folks. Continue to love life and do things the way you're supposed to do them. Be great. Stay out, you know, sometimes bend the rules a little bit, not to get you in trouble, but just kind of go against the grain, you know, kind of make some noise. You know, Make some noise. That's right. Do, do things, man. We know we're not going to be here very much longer. So do the best you can with what you got. That's all I got. Thanks so much, Dre, and thank you so much, Amy. Thanks so much to our sponsors tonight um, who have sponsored my ranting and raving. Thank you, Nefertitum, um, and thank you to um, our other sponsor who was Kathleen Bouget. Bouget. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, I was reading. And um, uh, thank you so much for listening, and if you came on, if you listen to the podcast or you're listening now and you're like, what the hell is this? I, I thought Bethany Benz and Carly, Carly Red was going to be on. What the, what, what are we talking about Ebola and, and conspiracy theories for? But, you know, hey, that's what happens when you're listening to The Crystal Show. You get some real news. I lure you in with fluff and then I capture you with reality. It's amazing. You know, there's more to life than porn stars and old actresses and RB singers. <laughs> yes, I yes I said it. You know why? Because I'm going to listen to the show anyway. Carly Ray, you're probably 50 anyway. So thanks for not showing up. Don't worry about it. We'll set you in the rebound. Hope your season store. I hope your season four sucks. <laughs> okay. Well, what was that piece of positive news? We will uh, see you guys <laughs> next week, and I'll leave you with a great tune called "Tell Me." 